Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios, this is Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. This is the programme where we delve into the stories, the memories and the meanings behind the pictures and messages on picture postcards that my guests have, for some reason, held on to. I'm Tom Jackson, and today I'm delighted to say my guests in the studio are two comedians. They are Tiernan Dieb and Rachel Paris. Tiernan and Rachel, hello and welcome. Hello, thank hello. you. Well, Tiernan Dieb is a stand-up comedian who performs for adults and also to stand-up for children. He's a regular on the Edinburgh Fringe, has supported Frankie Boyle, and his latest stand-up show is Miserably Happy. Is that correct? That, that was good. I mean, you've got a, you know my bio better than I do. I'm very <laughs> impressed. Well, Tiernan organised a series of shows in aid of help refugees, featuring Sarah Millican, Dara O'Brien, Adam Hills, Shappi Shandy, and many others at performances across the UK. And Tiernan is the power behind the popular satirical podcast, the Partly Political Broadcast. Tiernan comes to us with an N8 postmark from North London. Tiernan, do you still send postcards? N- no. I wish I did. I, I look at postcards. I know that's not really the same thing, but every time I'm in a souvenir shop, I'll definitely look at lots of postcards. I mean, it doesn't help the postcard industry, me just looking at them. I'm the annoying window shopper of postcards. But no, I wish I, wish I still sent them. But buying stamps is hard. Everything's hard. It's not easy, you know? They don't make sending postcards. You need like e-postcards where they almost send the postcards to you with the stamps and then you put them together and then they collect them off you. I, I love, want lazy I postcards. love how defensive you are about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I feel, I feel like I'm I'm frankly surprised you managed to find your way to the studio. <laughs> it, well, see Google Maps because the, the digital, I've embr- I am the an anti-Luddite. I am embracing the digital age. <laughs> you live if inside they, your phone. <laughs> absolutely. Someone, if, if someone wants to put, they do e-postcards there you go. That's what, if somebody wants to do that, I'll um, bang on. I'll be doing that. I'm very fine. good. Very yeah. good. I, I would accept all these as excuses. <laughs> uh, Rachel Paris is an award-winning musical comedian, actor, and improviser. She's been awarded Best Musical Comedy Show and was recommended as a pick of the fringe by The Guardian. She's performed in solo shows and improvised with the Jane Austen-themed improv show Ostentatious. Uh, she's often on TV and radio doing her comedy stuff. Um, but despite all this work and track record, Rachel recently got very famous very quickly with her appearances on the BBC show The Mash Report, where her terrifying PowerPoint lectures on the ethics of modern life were the standout bit on the show and even resulted in Piers Morgan tweeting a picture of himself using an unorthodox interviewing technique with Donald Trump. Rachel arrives at Wardle Studios with an LE7 postmark from Leicester. Rachel, when did you last send a postcard? Probably not very long ago, actually, a few months ago. Um, I send them 
fairly often. I do like the sort of charm of it. And because I, I feel like I have to make the most of it because I travel so much, like always on tour a lot. Um, and whenever I'm in an interesting place, I but it is about whose addresses you remember. So I only send them to people like my mum and dad, my brother and uh, my flatmate. So, <laughs> so you don't need an my address, own address I don't that. need an address book yeah. for those. Um, but yeah, I do. I do like to send postcards. Do you still? I, I realise another problem I have with postcards. I'm just saying because I'm now like realising <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. showing me up massively with your brilliant postcard etiquette. <laughs> it's the right. Like I can't write. I can write for notes for stand up, but yeah. if I start writing long sentences, my hands just go no. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it anymore because I what, type everything. What state have we got into? It's terrible. <laughs> and so I don't think I've got good enough handwriting to like. If I sit someone on a postcard, they'd just go. What? They'd worry it was a ransom note or something. It just looked terrible. <laughs> I have. It is more challenging now. Like for all of us, I'm sure. Like my handwriting has gone completely downhill in the last 10 years and now I, I look back at things I used to write I used to have quite nice decent handwriting mm. like a respectable person and now you can you can hardly read my postcards do you still do join the uppy like cause I still I, do I, join the uppy writing oh that's, see, that's good I do I almost just write in capitals like some sort of weird <laughs> child so I'm, yeah jealous that's good well Tiernan I know you've just taken delivery of a new baby Has, <laughs> that's one way of putting it congratulations yeah. <laughs> thank you has that resulted in an overhaul of your personal possessions and things like boxes of old postcards? Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I'm rapidly losing all of my own stuff, uh, and instead, it's making way for lots of small baby grows and weird bouncy things to put baby in. And so, yeah. Uh, so, yes, a lot of my old postcards are currently now at my parents' house, in I think in their attic. It's in. There's, they've got a series of boxes with my stuff in, sort of spread around the top floor of their house, and I don't know what's in any of them. So they've one, one little been fight. thrown away. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Probably all set fire to. You'll in find the out in twenty years. <laughs> That's time. it. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a little ache inside you for something that no longer exists. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> now, Rachel, when I got in touch with you about doing this programme and you, you kindly agreed to do it, uh, you mentioned a shoebox of special cards. What's so special about them? I've actually got four shoeboxes <laughs> and when I went home recently I discovered there's two more shoeboxes at home. Oh, really? Wow. So I've been trying to um, recently decant <laughs> like the stuff I want to keep into I'm trying to cut it down to three shoeboxes if possible instead of six and also get stuff from my mum and dad's like you say there's still a lot of my stuff from my mum and dad's so I've been trying to get hold of them um, and keep the ones that mean something some of them I keep because they're nice messages and they remind me of people I'm not in touch with anymore but some of them I just really like the pictures and why not I think that's one of the things about postcards they're messages but They've got pretty pictures on them. Uh, just to let you know at home, images of all the cards we discussed today are on the website so you can take a look and you prove that uh, we haven't been making this up. Now, Tiernan and Rachel, you've been thoughtful enough to come onto the studio with postcards of your own. Tiernan, tell me about the first card you brought for us. Um, this one is uh, just from my, from my nana and granddad. Uh, it's, it's got uh, 18th of the 6th, 1991, uh, written on the top. And what are and we they, looking at? Uh, well, what I like about this card is it, it, it's 1991, but it, it looks like it's some sort of image from a 1950s <laughs> film. Um, it, it's it funny how old-fashioned the images often are, isn't it, compared with when they're actually bought. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's, bizarre. it's from Portugal. And I, I, to be fair, I haven't been to Portugal, so maybe I could be proved wrong. But I don't think in 1991 people were still <laughs> mostly riding around on donkeys in No, I think the motor peasant- car was introduced in about 1993, so well, it's probably authentic. Absolutely, yeah, it must have been. They're just the, the classic Portugal donkey trail. What are they, what are they, what's this couple on the, on the, on the picture doing? There? Well, there's, there's a, a... I mean, it looks like a scene from The Godfather, but it's a, a guy in a kind of a wide brim hat and, I mean, the most incredible waistcoat and shirt combination, uh, I think chatting up uh, a sort of maiden on a donkey. 
classic uh, maiden donkey combination. And um, I don't, I don't know. I, they seem to be having a lovely time. And there's one donkey in reserve, I think. Yeah. yeah so one... she's sitting on one donkey, but she seems to have hold be holding the reins to the second. Donkey. And the second donkey looks really miserable. So she's about a donkey well. hoarder. <laughs> she's a donkey, picked a another donkey. one up on the way. <laughs> yeah. Donkey, a donkey herd, hoarder or herder. Mm. Probably, but possibly both. I mean, what I like you is that it really looks like... You start as a herder, like... you end up as a horse. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You've got to give them away. And this guy's probably saying, how many have you got now? And she's like, oh, there's another 50 around the back. <laughs> you, you haven't got another one, have you? <laughs> I've got four sheepboxes of donkeys. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, it just it strikes me as not so much an image that might represent the place, but more if you were to say to someone, can you make me a stereotypical image of Portugal <laughs> from, like, the 1950s? <laughs> this will sell. This will sell. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite incredible. So this is your grandparents on holiday. Yeah, um, and uh, it's uh, and I should say it's not a particularly exciting message. I was, I was always they always sent postcards, always, always. Um, and I think my my nan is still alive. Uh, she's ninety. She's gonna be ninety three this year, yeah. and still going. My granddad sadly passed away not uh, about five six years after this card. Um, but uh, they do a very strange thing where they they, talk, they refer to themselves in third person, which I don't understand. They refer to themselves as Nana and Grandad throughout, even though I know it's them. They've sent it to me. It's signed off by them. It's sort of uh, it, I, I I think I've grown up in an era where the only person who refers to themselves in third person is the Incredible Hulk. So I find it quite strange. <laughs> and uh, they're not connected with him at all. No, absolutely. I mean. No, my granddad never got that angry, so I think that's a, that's fair. But no, it's a nice memory. I've tried to keep sort of all this stuff, especially from my... My nan is a remarkable woman. She's got an incredibly brilliant sense of humour, even at 93. And the other week, uh, I was talking to her and she said, oh, I'm taking so many pills now, I'm considering selling them on the corner to the kids. Uh, and, you know, she just comes out with comments like that. Um, but my, my granddad was also just uh, an amazing old French man who uh, his... You know, at the age of 15, he lied, said he was Italian and 16 and joined the French Foreign Legion um, and went off to fight in the desert and used wow. to sit me on his knee and tell me mad stories about how he had to kill his commander in cold blood uh, because he'd gone insane in the desert. Oh, my God. Uh, and they buried us up to our neck in sand and scorpions were crawling on our face. Uh, and he had a bullet in his knee from when he was in the, the Free French Army. He, he was a parachutist when he joined the Free French. Wow. Jumped out of a plane and as he was falling was shot through the knee and that's when he got discharged and then met my nan and so like him and my my nan's sort of background as well was sort of uh, her parents were um russian polish jewish immigrants and fought in cable street and so the two of them well this is just the, had the 20th century in, absolutely in one set of grandparents yeah. yeah and and so and i always feel bad I've, I've recently started to interview my nan and try and um record her story really because i feel bad that i i was too yeah my granddad passed away when i was a teenager and i don't think i ever thought to ask him all the details about everything, um, but now I just keep every, I keep everything and I find. And he's where you get the duyab from. That's where the duyab comes from. He was a duyab, yeah. And he's got uh, oh goodness, now this is uh, bad. I shouldn't know this, but he's got six brothers, I believe, or six siblings. And so there's lots of duyabs in Paris that I don't know very well. I've recently tried to connect with them, and then there's loads of duyabs in North Africa, and then there's a smattering of us around London. Wow. Yeah. That's very good. Well, I mean, I can see why you'd want to keep that because, yeah. you know, by definition, there'll be no more cards like that coming to you, not exactly like that, 
it's something quite precious. Absolutely. And also, my, so I've got some from my, because my nan had to write this because my granddad could only write in French. He could speak in English fluently, but only ever uh, write in French. So I've got a series of cards from him in French that I only recently tried, started to learn French, actually. So for many years, I just go, oh, that's nice. And I have absolutely no clue what they said. <laughs> so be, I'm now going back and deciphering something. You'll be catching up on the news yeah. from 1993. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> or 1957, as the card appears. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's in a strange sort of fluctuation of time. Yeah. Hey, I'll find out how many donkeys this woman had at some point <laughs> in my life, definitely. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. That's a very uh, extraordinary card to share with us. Thank you for that. That's um, There's more to that than met the eye. Rachel, what's your first delivery for us? Uh, I think the one I'm doing first is, oh, this yes, one with that. mice on it. This is a very odd-looking card. It's a very odd-looking card. It, it is a street scene uh, with shops on a street. But instead of people walking down the street, it's got mice, actual mice, because this is a postcard I bought myself of um, <laughs> a phenomenon <laughs> called Mouse Town. Mouse Town. That's right. And where Mouse is that situated? I, I'm not familiar with the postcode of that to one. To be specific, the magnificent Matthews Mouse Town. Very good. Um, now, this is a display uh, which goes from festival to festival, field festivals, I think, in around Sussex. I mean, it, it might be a global thing. I don't think it is. And basically... It will be soon. <laughs> and basically, I saw it for the first time when me and my brother went to something called Apple Day. He lives in Brighton and um, me... And his wife and him went to this like apple festival where you drink a hell of a lot of cider. This all sounds so twee. It's, so it's just an apple day in a twee. mouse town. It's I like, know. That sort of feels like Beatrix Potter, uh, Edith Blyton territory. I, just I think there's something quite beautiful. sinister about mouse town, though. I don't want to live in I, mouse town. I completely agree. There was something sinister about it. So you know, we went to this festival, we're quite drunk, and then it is sinister because you go into a very darkened tent. Oh, no. And it's dimly lit. And there is a doll's house-style setup of a town, and all of the shops are called references to mice, like Ratton and Hamlins, like Piper of Hamlin and things like that. And there are mice running amok in this tiny town. Oh, and they're it's, real mice. Oh, they're real mice. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. Oh, I thought it was like I hadn't seen the... Oh, wow. So it's one of the, it's one of the major attractions. Um, I can imagine. At field festivals. I mean, I feel Sussex. like I could just probably put up a couple of signs around my flat and get <laughs> people to come and do the same thing. You, you could say that, and I think you'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> but I just kept this because... So I remember I bought three postcards of Mouse Town. I wish I had the others because with the full set, you'd see the full range of mouse puns. Yes, yes. Well, next time. Next time. Um, and I sent one to my brother um, after the fact. I sent one to our mum and dad, um, which I think will have only confused them. You really had to be there. <laughs> what are those enormous <laughs> mice? <laughs> and I obviously, I didn't realise until the search for old boys, I kept one for myself and well, it I'm just reminded me of that day. Yeah, well, that's... that's um... The kind of thing that should end up on postcards, I yeah. think. I think that's very good. Now, you've snuck that in, actually, because you've got another card for us straight away, I think. So what's this other one? So this other one is, it's not really a location card. Uh, it's of a old book cover, penguin book cover. Oh, from one of those boxes of penguin covers. That they, yes, very popular. Yeah, it was sent to me in 2012. And it's from my friend Cathy. And it's of the book, August is a Wicked Month. 
And she thoughtfully sent me this because she's referring to the Edinburgh Fringe that me and Tiernan go to every year, which is a month-long festival. And wicked meaning cruel or wicked meaning wonderful? I mean, I, at I the presume, time, presumably cruel. Yeah, I think it's cruel. I presume it's be cruel. cruel it's it? got to be yeah. cruel. And she knew it as well from hearing me moan about it. So that's why she sent me this book cover. Um, and it's just a lovely card from Cathy. It says, <laughs> I got a proper handwritten letter in the post uh, today, which made me think how lovely real post is. So here is some for you. Gorgeous to see you the other day. Excellent wine, pudding and revelatory conversation. Hello. <laughs> Love you, Cathy. And I can't quite remember what the revelations were. We always did have quite... I feel like all of our conversations are quite revelatory. 2012, where would we have been? We would have both been... Yeah, living in London then, six years ago, so... So that's a card, keeping in touch, about keeping in touch. It is. It's quite a simple, just that connection between people. Yeah, me and Cathy, we didn't used to have to make such an effort. We used to work together um, in Oxford um, at Blackwell's Music Shop. We worked there for years, both while we were studying, she was studying in Manchester, and then after we were, that period after uni where you don't really know what you're doing, and we both worked in this music shop, and we had a lot of fun. We were absolutely broke, and we'd always share a rosé wine in the pub down the road. We'd always order a large and then share it. That's how we save the pennies. Two straws, please. <laughs> um, and we, I really liked that time. We once, um, me and Cathy were left to our own devices on the first floor of the shop, which was quite a quiet place and it was quite a quiet day. And you said music, but this was like a music bookshop, so sheet music. It and... actually had everything. So it had music CDs, mostly classical downstairs. Then it had music books. It had sheet music upstairs. But quite and a then... serious place. Quite a serious place, yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we were left to our own devices for a day, really. And how we amused ourselves was we found a enormous industrial amount of paper clips and we noticed that the scanner that you scan barcodes with had come off of its little plinth. Uh, so we, from the ceiling, the very high ceiling in the old shop, attached and found the right location a series of paper clips in a loop of paper clips down, down from the high ceiling and attached it perfectly to where the barcode scanner should swing. That's amazing. It was amazing, thank you. And then the manager arrived and she was a bit angry because she thought we weren't doing any work and she made us take it down. Yeah, that's like MacGyver level stuff. <laughs> it was, it yeah, was great. Yeah. It hung exactly in front of that the computer. That is the spirit that got people out of colditz. Absolutely. <laughs> That's amazing. But then we, you know, you go on with it. We both left Oxford. Um, we're doing different things. We both did different. Technically not allowed back now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't see each other as often as I'd like to. But I found a series of postcards from her. We we would we would write to each other more than I more than I remembered. Um, and I just saw her for the first time in actually probably a year probably in two years. I saw her a few weeks ago at a gig, and it was so lovely to see her. So yeah, we. It's one about keeping in touch, that one. Yeah, very good. Oh, thank you for sharing that. It's, it's, it's always worth reminding mm. that, that that's what they do, these cards. Yeah. They are just about keeping it in touch. There was a really nice thing on that card that just says how she realised how nice it is to receive stuff. And you didn't yeah. go, oh, it is, isn't it? It really is. It's so lovely to get something in the post. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now feeling very guilty. I haven't said one in years. Basically, I just, it's coming out like that. You're yeah. going to go home and send 200 postcards. <laughs> yeah. Please stop sending them. <laughs> get RSI from all the writing. Yeah. I'll just, I'll jump in with one of mine now. This is, um, actually, this is a rather idyllic scene. Uh, Kimmeridge Village. Where's Kimmeridge Village? The card is posted from Bournemouth, so it must be near Bournemouth. Um, 
I know my followers on Twitter are very excited at uh, anyone who wears a red outfit. <laughs> they always think there's a, there's a kind of uh, conspiracy of people wearing red outfits. So um, That's very this, red this, as this, well. This, this, this is for the Twitter followers. Full jumpsuit. Um, wonderful light, I imagine. It's a bit like that today, actually. Very simple message. Hope the raspberries aren't driving you mad. <laughs> wow, that Great. feels coded. Yeah, you've yeah. got to be careful with those raspberries. Yeah. That's, that's some kind of madness. Unless it is somebody just blowing raspberries at them endlessly all day. <laughs> that kind of raspberries. Yeah, yeah. Stop be. it! Stop just, blowing those raspberries! <laughs> they left them in charge of the, 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 the evil cushion. raspberry blower. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study... People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> You're listening to Podcasts from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. My guests today are Tin and Dieb and Rachel Paris. Tin, and what's the second card? Or I think you've snuck two in here. I've snuck two. What have you got for us? I've also cheated. This is horrifically self-indulgent. I apologise profusely, but not as much as I apologise for not sending postcards to anyone. So um, this was 2015. Mark Watson, the comedian who I believe you've had on this show uh, already. Yeah, we know Mark. um, He did a 27-hour show for Comic Relief. Wow. um, And uh, I... He it was he's done a number of shows like that. I've helped him on several twenty four hour shows and then a twenty five hour show and the twenty seven hour show, which proved to be, I think, the last one he will do, um, because oh, it hurt, it really hurt. I bet um, it did. But I stupidly have a bit of a for some reason my role in all the shows of Help Mark seemed to be. Uh, quite an, an abused one, a victimised one, where I was always doing something stupid. In one show, I was the show pet, so I had to live in a cardboard box in the corner of the show for 24 hours. Uh, 
I can't remember what I did in the 25th year, but I, anyway, year 27, every single hour, I got given something awful to do wow. that I had to do. And also, because it was 27 hours, I wore 27 dresses. So dresses. I wore a different dress every hour. Because there was a film, and it was 27 in it. I thought I'd do it. Okay. I, didn't, I hadn't seen the film. I, thought, I was there. Oh, you were there? I yeah, just yeah. realised I you, was you there. You really watched it? I saw yeah. this. Yeah. So this yeah. is all true? This is all true. Corroboration? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. There you go. So basically, it was, it was a properly brilliant experience, right? The whole thing. I, I love those shows, because over... You've got the same audience with you the whole time and the whole thing blurs into this mad kind of special moment that can't you can't really have in any other way. I don't know, you, you've all had this collective experience for just over a day. It's unique. And I had a moment during that show that was, I think, if I could tell Teenage Me about it, Teenage Me would have gone <laughs> absolutely insane. But because I was wearing dresses, my, my back was partly exposed in one of them, and actress Gillian Anderson saw that and wanted to shave my back. That was her thing. She said she'd shave my back for comic relief. Wow. And so there was a rally around the audience for a razor. Somebody had brought one because they were there all day. Um, and then they couldn't find any shaving foam so she used hummus and then soap which was hugely unpleasant Um, and Julian Anderson shaved my back for charity and she was the most delightful just glowing you know some people just glow when you meet them and mischievous she just absolutely it was her decision but I think 15 on me who absolutely was in love with her wouldn't have known like wow got to meet Julian Anderson but she shaved my back this is the weirdest experience while I'm wearing a dress Um, and these these postcards are simply one of the people who watched the show from Malaysia online drew pictures of it and uh, she sent them, me the cards um, in return for me uh, making a £5 donation to Comic Relief to add to... They're really cute done. little cartoons, They're they? really lovely. And so I just was... I've never had anyone sort of draw a cartoon of me like that before and honour that memory in such a way. So I, I've kept them and they're stuck up on the wall in my in the, in the room where I do all my podcasts. It's, That's really It's lovely. probably a good thing she did do these pictures because otherwise I think you'd have thought this was just a dream. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, the, the pictures are really... Surreal. I mean, there's a selfie of me... The, you know that I took where you, it looks like I'm not wearing anything so the dress is quite low and there's just Gillian Anderson's beaming I, I face behind me with a razor dress. and uh, yeah absolutely it's my favourite especially on a warm day yeah so it was it was all very surreal that whole experience but properly brilliant and uh, we raised quite I think we raised something like £75,000 in the end unbelievable so it was uh, yeah it was magic it was really magical I look back on it fondly but also I don't think I've ever been that tired in my life and I, I'm saying that as a new parent um, <laughs> I still think that 27 hour show was hard <laughs> in some ways and you were in the audience for this then, Rachel? But I don't remember that moment. So I must have been out of the room for that bit. Taking it all in is weird. And I think I've forgotten half of that show. I remember getting hit in the face by a giant wet fish at one point and having to drink half a cup of flour. Oh, and having to eat baked beans from a bath that somebody had been sitting in of baked beans. Oh. That was, yeah, they really bullied me, um, but it raised money, so it's fine. But um, you can, you, presumably when you're doing a show, you, you forget bits of it afterwards, even if it's a 20-minute show. So at 27 hours, you can't remember it. It's, no, not at all. Your What's brain doesn't work that way. Because everybody has this kind of obsessive, like they go in for the challenge fully. You know, there was somebody who, uh, in the 25-hour show, watched the film Beverly Hills Chihuahua endlessly on loop for 25 hours. And they do it because they all know, A, it's raising money, B, we're all in it kind of together. But there is, uh, there's a woman called Isabel who does the minutes for it. And she does 27 hours a minute. So it's all, you can find it all if you choose to. Very good. So you haven't made this up. It's not just some strange fever dream. That you had. <laughs> I promise. I promise. Well, the the the, the cards are very good, and they're, they're probably the most uh, personally created cards we've had on this show because you know someone has actually made them up, and they've got. I think they've captured you mm. in a really stylized way. <laughs> I like it. I think. Uh, yeah, they've given me a nice smile. Yeah, and, they look uh, really sweet. They've got my hairy legs, so I think that's yeah, it's good. 
Very good. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for summing up 27 hours in, in a few minutes. Rachel, what's your final card for us? My final card is from my mum. Right. Definitely me and my parents are the ones who do postcards most of all in but my this, life. This is a big card you've got. Is it this oversized, is a, a big it? card. It's an oversized one. Um, it's the kind of thing that you would probably buy, and I'm sure she did, from some kind of National Trust house. Yeah, I'm sure of it. And because I do theatre stuff connected to Jane Austen, this is a very beautifully rendered picture of the story of Pride and Prejudice in a series of little pictorial vignettes. This um, could be quite handy doing an A-level, actually. It know. would. It's got little quotes from each chapter, so it's like a summary of the story. But it's a beautiful illustration, basically, of, of Pride and Prejudice. And I know why I've kept it, so I've kept a lot of my mum's cards, but my mum's written it broadly in the style of Jane Austen. Oh, wow. OK, so it's a, is it a pastiche? It's sort of a pastiche of it, and... I really like that because my mum is absolutely brilliant and she I think she won't mind me saying that she doesn't she will be very embarrassed by this but she I think she doesn't think of herself as like a you know a writer as someone who's very comfortable with with words and that kind of thing and she's always she's always sort of like given that impression to people I think and then you get talking to her and you find out that she just sort of made her way through Les Miserables or War and Peace or something and she's also very creative and very funny, but she just keeps it really quiet. And then she sends me things like this, which it just made me laugh so much. And it's so like what we do in Ostentatious. So it's like, to my dear daughter, Rachel, we trust you are well, that kind of language. <laughs> and I love at the end. So she, this is the postcard, but there, there must have been an accompanying letter. Okay. It says... I've been, I want to write to you about what is going on. Because of the nature of the contents, I will put it on a sheet of paper to be destroyed at your discretion. <laughs> oh, this is very, very wow. Jane Austen. <laughs> I love it. Did you destroy the piece of paper? Well, I evidently must have done because this is the only thing that survived. It this must was have the been, safe bit. Yeah, it must have been really scandalous. <laughs> but yeah, she does. She write, She um, I think really just in the last 10 years has started writing really creatively and it's something that she does keep quite private but she's actually a, a really beautiful writer and this is just one of the fun things that she does and I love I love getting cards from her and I but do... it's absolutely inspired by what you've been doing in the improv show exactly so yeah it's quite it's nice yeah. she's made the effort she's made the effort <laughs> you know, and that's that's what's nice with postcards if people make the effort Tiernan yeah all right, all right. <laughs> goodness <laughs> Well, thank you very much, both of you, um, for sharing your cards with us. Um, I'm delighted that you made the effort, and you did both make the effort, to bring really nice personal cards. I should remind again the audience at home, images of all the cards that you've heard about um, are going to be on the blog, so you can see what they look like. Uh, and that includes one more of my past postcard ones. This is a card of Autumn in the Y Valley. Aww. Sent from Hereford in 1973. Oh, wow. A lovely Welsh... Um, Pink two-and-a-half-P stamp. Oh. I love those pink stamps. And uh, this one is from Becky and Claire. Uh, they've both shared the duties. And they say, Dear Auntie Edith, I hope you are well and doing your skipping every morning. <laughs> so there you are. They're keeping a careful eye on Auntie Edith, making sure she's uh, doing her work. So before we say goodbye to Tina and Rachel, I've got one more postcard for you both, um, which actually I should probably let you look at, Rachel, as you are the musician. I don't know if you've seen one of these before. Ooh. Is that, a, is that like a musical 
record, but also a postcard. That is a possibility. What, what Can you describe it for us? Um, it looks like a very wholesome man from the 50s, a sort of Billy Graham sort, perhaps. <laughs> um, is he a singer? Oh, and sorry, and the, it is larger than a normal postcard, and it seems to have... It's got a hole in the middle and what looks like vinyl-style ridges in a circle. Yeah, it's, it is a musical postcard. Wow. That's um, amazing. Colour Vox. Colour Vox. 45. Yeah. You don't hear so much about Colour Vox these days. So how do you play this? Not on a normal record player. Well, let me just... Um, yeah. Gunter Hapke, I think this chap's called. Um, well, David has been keeping an eye on the programme so far, and he's still in there, I think. Uh, he, he's got a record player, so perhaps we can see if we can make this This is so exciting. Noises. That's really cool. See, I like, you think he looks wholesome. I think he looks like he might kill someone. Yeah. Well, let's see what he sounds like. Well, that as well. This is good. Definitely sounds like something that's been made up in an improvised Definitely. musical. Definitely, like a something. What kind of music would you call this? I don't know. Sort of it feels ger- like it's German an advert for something. Yeah. The old banjo going. Yeah, it's sort of. I hope it is something I don't know. I don't speak German. I can't German work out if it's like... reassure us that it's OK. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line between it being an enjoyable family tune and something you play to torture people. <laughs> That's true of so much music. Also, yeah, very true. It's good time music. It is good time music. He's a very jaunty man, isn't he? Yeah. Very you jaunty. Could see, you could tell he was going to be jaunty. Yes. Well, as the gorgeous Gunter Hapke continues to spin round, not a hair out of place at exactly 45 revolutions per minute. That's it for this time on Podcasts from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guests for sharing the postcards from their pasts, Tin and Dieb and Rachel Paris. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks very much. And thank you for listening. Bye for now. You can see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me, at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book, Postcard from the Past, by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.